Hi there, welcome to the podcast. Just a quick preface because this is the first episode. At the time of recording this, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I think the general advice I would give is to bear with me a little bit in this one. The format does get a little bit more established as the episodes go on. Usually the way it goes is I will read the story, that a chapter of Lesbian Slave Island, without any interruptions. I just narrate it as as if it was an audiobook, really, because I think that's the best way to experience it. Uh, and then afterwards, I then there'll be a little bit of chat afterwards where I sort of get into what we've just heard and talk about the things that surprised me or were particularly interesting. I like to get myself into the mind of the characters and question their motives a little bit and just give a general take on what I think some of the subtext of what we've heard might be and also just sort of express my opinion about it which is done with a view to being I guess trying to be amusing. In this first episode I also kind of start off by giving a few reasons why I decided to do this. Um, I guess really though the reason I did this is because I thought it would be good fun and it has been quite good fun. I've enjoyed reading the story. I'm speaking to you now at the end of a long journey, having read all of the chapters of Lesbian Slave Island. And so I can say from the beginning that it's a story which gets better and better as it goes. So I want to thank you for giving this podcast a go, for picking it up and putting it on. I hope that you'll bear with me through this first episode where things might be a little bit shaky because I'm still figuring out what to do. <laughs> and this is my first podcast. I've never recorded a podcast before, so I'm sort of learning as I go. And I hope that you won't judge this entire series based just on this first episode, because recording it has been a bit of a journey in and of itself. So please stick with it if this is something that you even get an iota of enjoyment from. I promise that it does get better as I get better at being a podcaster. Anyway, that's enough waffle from me in a preamble. You're going to get plenty of that as the episode begins. So please enjoy this first episode of Lesbian Slave Island. Okay, so this is take one of my recording of Lesbian Slave Island. It's an erotic story that I decided to read because I, I think there's something funny about erotic stories. I, you know, they're kind of fan-made by people who are just writing the things that they find sexy. And I think that it taps into the kind of hilarity in sex, I don't know, and, and in what people find arousing. It's, it's almost like, uh, I'm trying to think of an analogy, it's, it's almost like even the pornography that you might watch on your own and really find gets you off, it would probably be quite unsexy and quite funny if you were to watch that with a group of friends if you see what I mean like you probably find that you were laughing more than you were getting aroused and so that's why I think the comedy comes from it, it kind of comes from a discomfort I suppose about the eroticism and and I also think that there's there's something funny about and, and something kind of cute I guess and interesting, I suppose, about fan fiction. I think it's a it's a really bold and noble thing to do to put your ideas down and just write something for the people or even just for yourself to enjoy. 
And so, in a way, this is kind of an appreciation of somebody's work, uh, somebody who did that. Why did I choose Lesbian Slave Island? Well, I chose Lesbian Slave Island because it is a longer story with a number of different parts, which I thought would be uh, good for making a kind of episodic series. Uh, I liked that it was written from a female perspective, because I think there's also a comedy in reading something from a female perspective, especially something that deals with intimate details of sex and body parts. I, I think there's something funny about that being read in a masculine voice by a man who has no experience of, of having those parts or experiencing sex as a woman. I also found just the title, Lesbian Slave Island, kind of funny, um, just because it's such a... Um, not that there's anything inherently funny about either lesbians or slavery, or, or indeed islands, you know. It's not, not every island is, is a funny island. But I just think that combination together conjures up a certain kind of fantasy. It's a little bit over the top. It's a very fanciful fantasy, you could say. It just spoke to me. I guess that's the, the way I would describe my attraction to this particular story. If you want to find these stories and read them for yourself, or read along as I read, maybe, uh, maybe that's something you'd like to do, you can go to literotica.com and search for fit and trim. It's, it's all one word, uh, fit, uh, and then N, the letter N, and then trim. Uh, with an M. So you'll be able to find, they've only really got one series on there of stories. They've got 20 stories, so you'll be able to find Lesbian Slave Island and read along if that's something you'd like to do. So without any further ado, let's begin the first installment of Lesbian Slave Island. Chapter 1, uh, subtitle, Love and Fulfillment as a Lesbian Slave. Since the last year of college, I knew nothing made me feel more alive than my fantasies of being a completely owned slave girl, loved and thoroughly used as a sensual object of desire by some woman I had yet to meet and love. She would keep me totally nude and exposed 24-7. I would never be allowed clothing, and my duty would be to arouse her by my beauty, ultra-fit body, humiliations, bondage, discipline, and sensual skills. I also had fantasies of being the owned sex slave of several girls and or women at once. Of course, there's nothing like the internet to find others matching these desires. However, I found most people sharing aspects of my fantasies either a little or a lot scary. I would need to feel safe too. I figured out that I'd have to meet my own love in person and get to know her. That could happen through the internet to start, but as it happened, I was very lucky. As a senior in college, I met Helen, who came to the US from Sweden, and whom I looked up to as she was a few years older. We'd hung out together around campus, she was a grad student then, and we were clearly mutually attracted. But nothing happened until that day we travelled to the beach. There, I found a secluded area and took everything off, heart thumping madly. Helen and I became lovers there, soon rooming together for the summer. She only encouraged my nudism. I soon confessed to her that I absolutely loved being totally naked, and there was something about being the only one naked that thrilled me like nothing else. And to be very exposed, with shaven loins, 
loins. I love that word. Hiding nothing was a super thrill. Quickly, my absolute nudity became the norm whenever we were alone. I loved doing regular daily things naked in front of her. Even just having a meal together at the table excited me tremendously, noticing her eyes admiringly resting on my breasts or toned arms, feeling the air on my skin, knowing she could see all of my body while she herself was fully dressed. She liked it too. She did not share the same high level of thrill to be naked herself, though her body was fantastic, but this worked out perfectly for me. I loved the disadvantage that the situation created, one fully exposed, the other more comfortable and hidden. I was honoured that she enjoyed seeing my body and sensing my excitement. We took this to a new level with some light bondage, sometimes during lovemaking only, other times during relaxing times, such as while watching television. At first she did this as a gift to fulfil my fantasies and share my excitement, but she soon began to love me helpless too. Yet another level was reached when her sister Sasser visited for a week. We quickly realised that she was not only cool with her sister's lesbian relationship, but also with my nudity. It was a thrilling moment when she first saw my shaven loins, and then later when she openly admired the moisture she saw there, along with my hardening nipples. When Helen commented on my blush at that moment, the humiliation and excitement induced a whimper of ecstasy from me. I was in bliss to be the only totally naked one, while the other two wore clothing. I shared my feelings with Helen, who was happy for me. She told me that she and Sasa had talked. Sasa knew some of my fantasies and thought they were incredibly exciting. Helen expressed her concern over Sasa's very high sex drive, getting her into much trouble with boys. Maybe we can keep her too distracted to bother with the boys for a while. So that very evening, I was ecstatic to be the only naked and bound one. It happened while we three sat on the couch watching TV. I sat in the middle. That situation alone was hot. Clothed women close on either side. I completely naked and exposed in between. Helen returned from the kitchen after a commercial, not with snacks, but with handcuffs. Helen's sister exclaimed how exciting this was, sitting up to observe. I could almost hear my heart thumping as I leaned forward to touch my wrists together behind me. At the click of their locking, I pulled against the cuffs, suddenly feeling the reality that I was bound, thrilling about the evening's potential that ironically created. The soft-covered cuffs were solid steel inside, making me feel vulnerable. Knowing I was truly restrained and unable to cover myself, my arousal leaped instantly higher, firing up a deep, sensual longing from within. I was even more transported into ecstasy land when I leaned back against the couch, my back force-arched, my chest sensually thrust outward and upward. Helen leaned against me, fondling my thighs and breasts, with her sister sitting right there, just inches to my left. After minutes of silence except for the sounds of the movie, breathing, and Helen's hand sliding against my exposed nudity, her sister's bare leg pressed innocuously against mine. I gently pressed my leg against hers to show I liked it. Helen decided some popcorn was a great idea for a long evening of relaxing on the couch watching cable movies. As she stood to walk to the kitchen, the sister's eyes met, and I thought I saw Helen nod smilingly to Sasser's quizzical look. 
The moment Helen was out of sight, Sasser's fingers lightly caressed my upward-thrusting breasts. Sasser's eyes stared directly into mine, and I wondered what Helen would want me to do. I decided to do what I craved to do, but feared to be a totally sensual slave girl, like in my fantasies. I smiled at Sasser, then arched my back even more, which pushed my breast forward for firmer contact with Sasser's fingers. Sasser smiled back, whispering I was very beautiful and so incredibly fit and lean. I told her that her face, body, and upbeat personality were fantastic too. Her eyes lowered, followed by her hand, which felt wonderful to me as it slid downwards. After resting on my hip, her hand kneaded my thigh. She whispered I had steel muscles. Then she fixed on my left nipple, staring at it closely and feeling it. She was pulling it gently when Helen returned. Sasser and I looked up simultaneously for Helen's reaction. To my relief, Helen smiled and acted as if this were usual behaviour. Sasser's finger only then departed from my nipple. Helen smilingly asked me to slide down a bit so my abs would be flat like a table. I could not lie my lower torso perfectly flat because of the cuffs locking my wrists together under me, but Helen said the angle was okay. She didn't want to unlock me. At this she winked smilingly at me, and I felt another tingle of heightened arousal down below. She poured some buttered popcorn onto my displayed and naked abdomen. Ooh, I want belly button ones, lightly laughed Sasa as she grabbed a few that rested it there. I was inwardly thrilled over what was happening, also a little nervous and subconscious. Sasa turned to face right, picking up more popcorn, including ones that rolled to below my belly button, resulting in her fingers touching just millimetres from my completely hairless and open labia. My eyes widened when Helen pointed to the glistening sheen left by the butter, and rubbed my belly to spread it up, down, sideways. I was ever so conscious of eyes watching her fingers caress, including ever so briefly touching the sides of my labia. Then the movie faded to the background of our attention, and we pretended to watch it as the lovely sisters continued to pour and pick up popcorn from their shining, sensual table. To be continued. Well, that was quite the titillating first part of Lesbian Slave Island. It's nice that we're starting off the island and getting a little bit of background. Uh, let's have a look at some of the, the comments. Oh, so uh, Slave Paul Petrosky's, clearly a connoisseur of slave literature, uh, says you're too far from your characters. You need to be in them. Well, I don't know. That, that sounds... This is only a first part, so... There's a comment from Anonymous who says, uh, Oh, chapter one is a good start, comma, comma, comma. Yes, exclamation mark. Chapter two of Lesbian Slave Island is coming up. I wonder what Helen and Sasa has in store for their little slave girl, Lisa. Oh, is it's her name Lisa? I, she didn't mention her name, did she? Just from the first person, I guess. Uh, but now, now we know we've got a character name, Lisa. He goes on to say, The Black Queen and I fully agree with Mistress Silver after an evening of parting with friends. Nothing pleases these ladies more than a nice long pussy licking. And just to enforce her dominance between each... One, my queen gives me a lovely arse caning. Okay, just a little bit of unnecessary detail about Anonymous's own sex life. Um, but thank you for that. He says, thank you. He's given it five stars and, and five hot, wet, ass caning orgasms, exclamation mark. 
Um, and that's oh, that that's from the Black Queen and Gay Cat. So that's their comment. Uh, a couple of comments here from Dumpington. First of all, he says, this is an excellent overall idea. One thing I especially like about the story is that the slave girl, Lisa, is kept nude while her two owners, Helen and Sasa, remain fully clothed. There's something very creative and erotic about that kind of storyline, as opposed to everyone immediately getting naked. I think that's that's an insightful comment, and I agree. I think there is something nice about that. Start slow and then build. You don't want to go straight to the finale. You want some titillation on your on your way up to the peaks of arousal. Uh, a second comment from Dumpington. Um, he says, I like the contrast depicted here. One girl walking around completely nude in the company of two fully clothed lesbian women is hot. Capital letters, H-O-T. It's a hot idea, and it adds an erotic element to an already erotic-themed tale. Nicely done, fit and trim. So essentially the same comment twice there, but I think it was good enough to, to have been said twice. So thanks for that, Dumpington. This is another one from, actually this is from, you can say they've, they've left their name as Mistress Silver at the end of the comment. Hello Fit and Trim, thank you for a very hot first chapter. I enjoyed reading chapter one of your story very much, but I was hoping, oh no, sorry, that's although I was hopping it would end here with the sisters enjoying an evening of pussy licking as they were watching TV. Yes, I know some, I'm sure there were plenty of people disappointed that this didn't go further, um, but I like actually that it started off quite uh, vanilla without, without getting too explicit in chapter one. I, I, I agree with Dumpington that it's nice when there's a little build-up um, as opposed to everyone getting their pussy licked immediately. Mistress Silver goes on to say, I have found that after a lovely ass caning, young ladies are only too eager to do anything that pleases me and a nice long pussy licking pleases me very much. Okay, that's another reference to ass caning. That's obviously a theme amongst this comment section. Um, although I, I don't remember that from the content of the story. Anyway, that was a comment from Mistress Silver. So thank you for that one, Mistress. And our final comment on this chapter is from Dry Hill, who says, all caps, great opening chapter. Uh, a really enjoyable opener to an ongoing story. Must rush and read chapter two. Yes, we must. And if you're eager to catch uh, chapter two, then, well, stay tuned and look out for the next installment of Lesbian Slave Island, which you can find on, you know, one of the podcast apps. There's all kinds of them. Um, probably one that, you know, isn't too uptight about this kind of content. So I don't know if there's maybe a sort of black market uh, podcast app on that's a little on the fringes but uh, we'll, we'll try and post it on all of them anyway i hope you've enjoyed this episode or, or this this chapter of lesbian slave island just again another little plug for the author because i do realize i'm hijacking their content here adding a little bit of flavor and narration to it of course turning it into an audio experience but really the creative drive the credit for that has to go to Lesbian Slave Island's author, Fit and Trim. Uh, and if you want to read ahead or maybe give them some love in terms of likes or comments, um, you can do that by 
going to literotica.com, which is where I found this story, and searching for Fit and Trim. And I discovered Fit and Trim just through the random authors page. It just gives you a, a selection of 10 to 15 random authors, and you can go and look at all their stories. And I think that's a, a good way to find new authors of erotic literature, because having browsed the site for a little while to find a suitable story to tell, I realised that it's actually quite hard for some of the smaller or newer authors to get their stories out there. You know, if you're somebody with a lot of followers, um, with a lot of stories in your back catalogue, then it's it's much easier. But uh, I get the impression that Fit and Trim, um, with only 345 followers, is not one of the big dogs on Literotica. So I think it's it's nice to kind of promote them and say, keep writing the stories. We're enjoying this one so far, or at least I am. Um, yeah, I think it's a nice way to discover new, less seen authors by just going on that random authors generator. So anyway, that's it for this episode. That's, that's going to do it uh, for us and catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Hi, me again from the beginning of the episode. Same guy. I think you can see what I mean about that first episode. Not exactly the most professional and didn't even really give much of an analysis of that first one. Just sort of relied a bit on the comments. I just want to say it again that that episode was not representative of the whole series. Usually there's a lot more chat, a lot more analysis and talk around what happened in the chapter, thinking about the characters talking about everything that's happened and discussing the themes etc and I think there's some of that in episode two and that just kind of takes off as the themes develop and as I get a bit more of a sense of where this is going as we get to know the characters the commentary aspect of this podcast really takes on a life of its own we still do go through the comments um, but that becomes a bit of a smaller part of it anyway I hope you'll come back for episode two and beyond. In a way, I almost thought about re-recording this chapter and starting again with it, but then I thought actually it's quite nice to just have things recorded in a linear way. One of the things I like about this podcast is that I hadn't read any of the chapters before recording them, so reading them out loud for the podcast was the first time that I read that chapter, so I didn't know what was going to happen, and that was kind of a fun part of it for me. And so I wanted to preserve that on kind of any other podcast format. If there wasn't a running story through it, I guess I would say just skip the first few episodes and join in once I've got my act together. Can't really do that with a narrative-based podcast where you sort of have to know what's happened in the story. So there it is. Anyway, thanks for bearing with me. Catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Also, PPS, when I'm recording the story aspect, there are often little funny outtakes, and I like to put one of those at the end of each podcast. So watch out for that. Your first one of those is coming up right now. My eyes widened when Helen pointed to the glistening sheen left by the butter and rubbed my belly to spread it up. <laughs> uh.